Kiorana, Fakalofa Lahiatu Talofa, and welcome to this episode of the Teaching Today podcast. For this episode, we visited Torufetu Kindergarten in Cannons Creek, Porirua, just outside of Wellington. Torufetu is the first purpose built Pacifica kindergarten in New Zealand and the first early learning centre to win Prime Minister's Excellence Award, Excellence in Engaging. And we wanted to hear about how Torufetu delivers culturally responsive teaching. Pacific communities are joining together to create a learning environment immersed in the cultures of three nations. Toru Fetu Kindergarten teaches the culture and language of Nui, Tuvalu and the Cook Islands. Fano support programs allow easy access to community services for their children, while regular events and workshops also encourage elders and parents to join in the teaching. And the winner of the Atahapara Award, Excellence in Engaging, is Toru Fetu Kindergarten in Porirua. And I think this is not finished at all. It's unfinished work. We, we have to keep going. The kindergarten's mission is to build the culture and identity of young children from the Cook Island, Nui and Tuvalu communities, but to be a place that nurtures belonging for everyone. There was specific drumming as we stepped through the doors of Torifitu and we were impressed by the warmth, the colour and the friendly welcome. It's no wonder the children are flourishing here. The kindergarten grew from three playgroups which came together about nine years ago. Licensed for 80 children, there's a room for each language. This is great, it's huge. Yeah, so come through. No, it's not an immersion, is it? It's not an immersion, it's not a full immersion, but we do try our best. You know. And do you, all your teachers have language skills outside of English? Or? Yeah. yeah. And do you ever get children coming in who English isn't their first language? Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah, we do. So yeah, come on through, this is the Kukalan classroom. But you know our children have the opportunity to explore all three rooms while they're here, even though they are um, booked for one room, um, they can explore all three rooms and we have an open door policy, so yeah. So when we talk about the importance of the culture and identity of a child, do they self-identify? Because you might get children yeah, right that are multiple Yeah, absolutely. Cultures. They self-identify themselves as to which culture they belong to. Yeah. And it's really emphasised here. The teachers do teach children about their identities here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty special being here. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Even for the teachers, you know. Come on, Nguyen, come through. Engagement is the foundation for success at Torufitu, and we sat down to find out how this is done with senior teacher Andy Cairns. Assistant Head Teacher Alana Nutai, Learning Communities Liaison Teacher Marita Strong, and Senior Manager Community and Participation Caroline Mariko. So, what's unique about Torufitu? The three communities and how they, well, their aspiration in wanting a service such as Torufitu and the journey that they've taken uh, to get it to where it is now. And that's what makes it unique with the three languages, the cultures, um, the variety of identities, because it's not just Nui and Cook Island and Tuvalu. Mm. 
Uh, we've got many identities here, but there's a strong commitment for those three cultures. So you guys, you started off officially in Tōrufetu in 2010. What have you seen for your young children that have gone through here and then they've gone off to the local schools? In terms of got, leaving here with a strong sense of identity. Confidence. Mm. Very confident. Leaders. Leaders. I think when you go to community celebrations in the weekends and you'll see children from Torufitu that will be on the stage leading in dance or leading in language um, and that sense of pride as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the feedback from teachers at the primary school and the college? Excellent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, um, especially from our day brain school we have quite a few children, although we have a lot of children that are dispersed in different schools because whānau do choose to come here so they will travel here or our yeah. to pick them up. Um, it's all been, yeah, that the children have settled in and become confident and comfortable quickly and I think that's because that sense of self, that the identity that's been nurtured here. When, I mean, people talk a lot in education, don't they, about the value of understanding a child's identity and culture and that's how they learn yeah. because they know their place. How do you guys express that? If you were to go out to your community and say, this is why it's important, this is how we see that. I think we've been a little bit lucky here when, where it's been the community that's come to us. Mm. We've never had that, yeah. So, yeah, so it's, there's something we talk about too, like there's quite a difference when the community comes to you and instead of you going to the community, so there's no barriers mm. there. It's a natural dynamics, and it's not like a buy-in, it isn't. Mm. We are it. Because one thing I also read, and I don't know if it's true, is that for the most of your children here, their parents are the children of migrants. Is that, do you think that people are wanting a resurgent to connect with their culture yeah. and their language? Absolutely. Yeah, so we've had a few, oh, actually, you're absolutely right with that. Our parents here are New Zealand-born parents, but their parents... Are from the islands so they were born here the parents of our children are born here but it is a place where they can reconnect to their culture and their identity it's through their children because their children go home to teach them so it's really cool so we had one of our parents her five-year-old son just left to go to school next door she had this huge speech about thanking all the teachers because she found herself reconnecting back through her son and she's been like living out of the Cook Island community for so long. She didn't really want anything to do with it. And it was for her son that yeah, brought her back into the community. So yeah, that's pretty special. Yeah. That's what we want to do. Mm -hmm. you know? Bring our, teach our children here so they can go home and, you know, and also help. One of the things that we um, had running for a while was morning teas where the parents would come and where they would get to be part of a mat time in the particular language yeah. because the parents started saying, hey, our children know more than we know mm. and we're feeling like we're getting left behind. You know, what can we do? So that's when the teachers came up with this idea yeah. and they ran like um, these group times where the parents would come in, the children would be here and it supported the parents to know and understand the language mm. that the children were going home with. Some of the things we hear from teachers is how do I gain the trust of my community? And you mentioned before it was kind of the other way around, our community came to us. 
But what, do you have any advice for people that are saying we want to bring our community in and we're not, we're not getting there because we don't understand the language or the culture's different? When I first came and brought me into the community as the point that I wanted to be part of the community, not I had to be, and the teachers that come here are teachers who really want to be part of this community, not because it's all oh, there's a vacancy. Mm. Um, and it makes a really special commitment, dedication, and being responsive within the community. And that gets in a dynamic view and action outside of the community. So you can have all these great plans in the world, but if you haven't got people behind it that authentically believe in it and want this to occur, it really could be a tip list. Yeah, yeah, we did this, great. What's our next focus? But we don't move like that. Um, we are truly authentic, and it takes that commitment. And I see what the teachers do. Yeah, it's because they want to and they believe mm. in it, and our, our community deserves it. So how do you make the time for that? Because you know, it's, it's a sensitive subject for teachers, no matter which part of the profession they're in. Around, I've got, have I got the time to do this, this, and this? And then, is what you're talking about just an add-on? And if it happens, great. Otherwise, I don't. Know. I think we spend time looking. So we have a vision mm. that sort of guides us for three years and then each year the leadership team and we are a team it's not an individual person leadership team get together and go right what are our priorities we look at what our priorities are one of our priorities for this year was around Pacific Learning Support and that's when we thought hey this isn't happening we haven't got Pacific people out there we've got our parents who are really struggling to go through and you know feel okay about the referral process, we had our teachers where there's a whole lot of cultural complexity sits when you there. About referral, do you mean the child needs more assistance? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so we're like, what do we, what do we do here? And that's where we come up with something that will work. So we started this funnel about a year ago, mm. and we have parents, so our Pacific parents from all of our kindergartens who have children with diverse needs. They come. They have now um, started supporting other Pacific parents who might go through the same issue. We have um, teacher aides or Pacific teachers from local schools that have been struggling, so they've come in and joined Mm. us as well. And so it's just growing and growing. And um, So I think, coming back to your question, comes back to our priorities. So... This is the focus, you know, one of the main focus this year and make it a priority and and we're really fierce. For example, we might have had a meeting scheduled for Monday. We, um, we're really good. We'll go, okay, let's not have Monday because we know tonight's going to be a really good yeah. night. Yeah. yeah, so that's the fairness of time for our yeah. teaching team. So in terms of integrating new people... And it almost feels like there aren't new people because your community is so strong. There's obviously connections everywhere. But when you get a new teacher coming, for example, what are the things that you do to help integrate them into your core values, especially around you know, that bridge between your, uh, your centre and your whānau out there, increasing participation for Pacific learners and the community? What are the things that you do to help that happen with your new teachers? We have an induction process for new teachers, so that's when um, our head teacher Trinity um, takes the new teacher aside and just goes through a process with, with them, and they, they're given a booklet when you first start here, this is what it looks like, and and then it's just the reality of the practical stuff, you know? It's and just, it's also time yeah. 
time to feel feel who we are, where you are. You know, mm. we don't have high expectations of right. to go and do something first yeah. week, second week. Yeah. It's just to get to know the relationships, strengthen the relationships yeah. with the teaching team, with the children, with the whanau and the community. Yeah. That's a really good point you make because we've been talking a little bit about about privileging the time for teachers, mm. something they don't have much of, mm. to have that experience. Yeah. And for example, overseas teachers who are coming in, mm. the time to understand what mm. it actually looks like, how mm. it works. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the things yeah. we've started as well at the association is that we have some core things that every teacher needs to do if they're part of the association. So we have what our assessment practice looks like. So we, every term, so depending on when the new person is employed, every term they come and they learn what our bottom lines are around assessment. Mm -hmm. Then Mandy comes and talks about the association, what the values are from our strategic plan, what we're all about, how we work, how we view children, our non-negotiables, mm, yeah. all those mm. sorts of things. So they again know this is the essence of whānau manaki. Mm. And then, then we have some other key workshops that new teachers have to attend, which is on tapasa, on tātāko, um, on carrying the tapa to give that underpinning Pacifica value. So we make sure we have workshops on those. So there's the individual stuff that happens in each kindergarten, but there's also mm. the association, this is who we are stuff, and, and knowing our key documents and how we want them mm. used. Yeah. Mm. Tell yeah. me about tapasa. What does that look like to Toru Fitu on a daily basis? Like tapasa. <laughs> we, we are tapasa. <laughs> 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 Tapasa is for uh, teachers of Pacific learners, and then people will say it's you know it's good for people who are non-Pacific teachers. But surely there are Pacific people out there who also need it. Need it. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even our teachers, like our teaching team here, still needs it. You know, it's it's a good refreshment as well. You know, refresher for ourselves. Good refresher. Good learning as well. You know, you learn something new all the time in Tapasa. Mm -hmm. Sort of in a practical sense. And I don't, you know, it's challenging. You've got the standards for teaching profession, you've got Tasaako, you've got Tapasa. How do you wrap that all up and together in a meaningful process for your teachers and you go through your appraisal and you have these discussions and you look at your PD that's required? One of the things we've just started doing is we've developed a, um, an evaluation reflection sheet. So we have a whole lot of PD that teachers come to. When they come to the PD, what we're now doing is finishing 15 minutes earlier giving each teacher a form because we actually want the reflection mm. for appraisal folders to be done then and there so we're not creating extra workload. And part of that in there is how is this connecting to the cultural competencies. So there's what we're doing is keeping the documents alive. So, okay, how are you connecting it to Turu One? How are you connecting it to this cultural competency? Is it one? You know, yeah. what what has been exemplified here? So... That's been really helpful, and we have things like, look at your philosophy. Can you see mm. documents coming through? Okay, your self-reviews. Can we use an indicator from from the documents? It's, um, yeah. And with your, with your whanau and your parents, do they have any understanding of what something like tapasa is? Do we engage with them around that? 
Um, they will um, slowly when it becomes more visible, like mm. in our um, group planning, okay. and it becomes more meaningful and responsive to it at the moment, in the moment of the teaching or learning. We haven't at this point rolled out like a tapasa workshop for our whānau or anything like that, but I'm sure we will in the near mm. future. But we yeah. just, it's slowly, small steps at a time, but I think the most valuable part is to see it visible, mm. you know, in the documentation mm. and out there for everyone. Te is beautiful, I love it, but sometimes it just doesn't quite link into their cultural responsiveness and so that sometimes may not be as um, highlighted in our whānau's mm. sort of um, evaluation or understanding mm. what tapasa aligned with it is just powerful. So, And what's great too is the emphasis is on teachers. Mm. It's about what are we doing to mm, improve, what right. are we doing that's to right. change. It's it's. It's yeah. the focus isn't on the child as such, mm. it's actually the putting the emphasis yeah. back on how we change and growing and I that's what I love. Yeah. yeah. Teachers taking professional responsibility. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And of course and there's work underway to mm. look at what kind of resources do we need for teachers to be able to engage and implement tough So mm. like you say it's a stronger sense on getting after it our hour we've had together I think. It's around that community. Mm. Yeah. Either way, mm. either you're going out to your community or they're coming mm. in without yeah. it, you're not going to have mm. the success that you're experiencing. Mm. One of the things when Torufi 2 was set up was developing the community space out there. So right from the very start, we wanted Torufi 2 to be for the community. So that's why lots of our services are run from here. So that our parents can come here yeah. and then they can access say Plunkett, when mm. they come here then we can have um, like we used to have the breastfeeding nurse yeah. that would be here to support mums or Wins would come here and support so and every weekend the place is used by the community so we have yeah. drumming groups we have all sorts <laughs> of birthdays, <laughs> lots of birthdays. Yeah. and this place is looked after yeah. You know, we never have to worry about it. graffiti mm. or vandalism. Yeah, never yeah. have to worry. And so we've also um, helped because uh, the school next door had a really high vandalism bill. Nearly, you know, nearly every you know weekend and um, in the in the night time there would be graffiti, broken windows. But ever since we moved in next door, and because we open right through the school holidays as well, very little. Because we're their eyes and ears while we're here. While and, and being connected to the community, the yeah. community looks mm. after. So tell me about your views then, because we hear from teachers a lot, we're trying to teach and then we're trying to be a social worker, we're trying to be a police officer, we're balancing the needs of our learners and our communities, yeah. but really I just need to have the space to teach. But it sounds like, and I know that schools and kindies and services are different, you got any advice on how schools, for example, might try and navigate that engagement with agencies while doing their job of teaching? I think it's, um, again, it's, it's having the time to build those relationships. We've got the time to build relationships with the services that look after our kids and families. For the schools, it's, it's whoever is not in the classroom that has to try and, you know, uh, establish or strengthen those relationships because it is a lot of work because it's, oh, you know, you've got to keep it going. Mm-hmm. You've got to keep the momentum. you also got to know how each service works because you get, and also which services are good and which services are useless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but we have the people in our organisation that can navigate that. 
um, to be able to get the best for our kids and families. Looking too at, sort of looking differently at the education setting, whether it's a school or a kindergarten or early childhood service, looking at that setting, looking at the community, and it's actually having the kindergarten at, at the heart of the community. So if you become the heart of the community, then the community are going to come. And so one of the things that we based this model on was the Penn Green model over in Corby, and, and that's based around the school as well. And so mm. what they are is an educational setting, and then the social services come. Because Mandy, our boss, talks about where do bank robbers go to rob banks? They go to a bank. Okay, so where a social agency is going to come to get the children? They're going to come to the kindy or to the school. So if you if you view your service that way, then you don't see yourself isolated. You see yourself as integrated. Well, clearly that's been recognised by your award, your Prime Minister's Excellence <laughs> Award. And we came in with them and we had a look at the award, which is stunning, by the way. Yes. So we'd like to say a huge congratulations. Thank you. And I can absolutely see why you were given that award this is an amazing place mm. and I don't know if you'd be happy for me to say but I'd encourage anyone to come down and have a look if they could oh yeah we nice. do I think too like when we've reflected this there was huge kind of risk mm. with this mm. but the leaders in our association will <coughs> saw this as too important not to do it whereas some people are risk adverse so they would see the risks as, no, we can't do it. Mm. But they saw that Pacific children participating in their language, in their culture, that it was too much of a risk not to, mm. and then found all the ways to get around it. So I think, I think the whole leadership has been incredibly important. And sort of as we said at the start, we never make decisions as individuals mm, yeah. we always make decisions collectively and the same happens at our top level was, I was going to um, emphasise it is the top leadership and our general manager Mandy's determination and truly belief of what can we do to better this became okay we're, we're going to we're determined mm. and that we followed because I wasn't at the beginning I don't know mm. we had some teachers that waited for this to fail before they came in so that's that sort of like, oh, we'll just wait. We'll, we'll wait on the you know, sidelines where the, our leadership team had that full commitment and belief. And that's mm. where we jumped on. We were on that journey. But if they didn't have that belief and commitment, mm. we wouldn't be here. And so, mm. you know, we, I, I just think the accolades have to go to the mm. top on that because mm. it's scary mm. world of doing something so different and so yeah. beautiful when the government's maybe not behind you either of the funding so you know and this is what yeah. we tell our young people all the time right yeah we've got the belief in you yeah. 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 yeah yeah definitely oh that's yeah. fantastic congratulations <laughs> again and thank you so much thank for you. hosting us and we look forward to hearing about some of your young people in the next say five ten mm. Thanks for tuning in to this episode and thanks to Toru Fitu for showing us how they support children and nourish their Pacific identity. Tapasa is a tool designed to help teachers and leaders engage with Pacific learners and it's for all teachers. For digital copies of Tapasa, visit our website or order your hard copies from the ministries down the back of the chair.